All right, well, good morning. How are you? So, well, we get, uh, we have, as I said last week, Peter Lindell is here. He's one of our global outreach partners. Um, I'm thankful for him to take a Sunday off and come here and teach us. As we said, we wanted to go over um, discipleship um, program or whatever method that you use. We want to have a method because what we want to do is continue the conversation. We never want to stop the conversation or um, or just say, oh, now that you're uh, said the sinner's prayer, which is great, but just to say, well, then that's it. And we want to continue to have that conversation, or if they're interested, we want to keep having that conversations going and keep them open. Um, Peter uh, has been working with me for, I don't know, like four years, working, improving my evangelism, improving my passion for it, and teaching me. I'm really thankful for all that he has personally helped me in. He lives over in Pekin and uh, has a passion for reaching Christ, not only in central Illinois, but partnering with churches in order to do that through E3. So I will hand that over to you, Peter. And there you go. Thanks. Oh, it's official. Thanks, Kyle. Thankful for you and Newcastle. I was going to do a little review um, just to kind of lead into what we're talking about. Um, Kyle said he, he taught you guys this last week. Did he tell me the truth or is this a new image? Okay, making sure. Whew. We passed step one. Okay, so what I, I will even tell you is I still continue to grow in, and this would be the case with a tool like this. I saw like share the story over there. Whatever gospel tool you use, at some point you actually have to like land the plane, right? Like if you don't just, if you can share a lot of good information, but if you don't actually land the plane, then that's actually all that happened. And we see that example, the one I think about most often is in John 4, when Jesus talks to the woman at the well. He's, they're kind of actually going back and forth. She disagrees about where you should worship, but eventually he's like, he's like, he says, I'm the Messiah. And he kind of leaves her with that choice, right? Is she going to believe him or not? Um, and we, I think we could see that too if we looked at different times in Acts when the gospel shared. There's a clear like, hey, he, you have a choice to make. So I wanted to just kind of quick review. If you finish sharing the three circles with somebody, I'm not going to go over it again right now. Um, how do you actually like land that plane? Like, what does it look like to finish up? So since Kyle's up here, I'm going to pick on him. Is that okay audio-wise? Yeah. Okay. So let's say I just finished sharing this with Kyle. Um, I might even say something just to keep a, a nice, easy question would just be, what do you think of this? Um, now that can go a lot of ways, but I'll ask him. So what do you, have you ever seen anything like this before? Like, what do you think of this? Um, yeah, I, I like it, but I, you know, I haven't really thought about it too much. Yeah. So, and then here's the step one for landing the plane. We'll kind of write this out here. Land the plane. Um, is, Hey, everybody in the world is actually in one of two places, Kyle. We're either, um, because of our sin, we're actually stuck here in brokenness. And no matter what we try to do, I didn't try those. No matter what we try to do, we can't get out ourselves. Or because we've chosen to believe in Jesus and the fact that he died for us, we can actually be over here and follow, follow what God wants. We're in one of two places. So where would you say we're in one of two places? Where would you say you are today? I'm in the brokenness one, that's for sure. Okay, man, thanks for admitting that. Now, where would you say that you want to be? Well, 
I'd like to be where the heart is, but I don't know if I'm ready to go there. Okay. Um, so I'm just gonna, I'm kind of teaching as I were modeling it, right? So I think you said you covered some of these questions last time, right? So it's just a review, but I just kind of want to encourage, I sometimes can forget to ask these. So even if you tried to share this this week with somebody and you did and you're like, oh, it didn't end well, don't be afraid to bring it back out and say, hey, there was something I wanted to ask you. I forgot, you can even say you forgot. I just wanted to ask like, which circle do you see yourself in? And I, what I said at the beginning of one of two places is actually key because otherwise people like to just be like, oh, I'm kind of in the middle somewhere. And the truth is we can't be in the middle. Um, we're either either Jesus is our king because we've repented and believed in him or we're still living on our own, right? So we just want to try to, like, as much as you can, nicely say, hey, you're in one of two places. Where do you want to be? And you might hear either a reason of something that's stopping them or you might hear somebody that's like, oh, I really want to I really want to take that step. Um, what did you just say? I forget your response. <laughs> Doing too many um, things said, at once. I'm in the brokenness, but it's just a big step to get to okay. the heart. I don't Really yeah. Know if I want to do that. Okay. Um, would you say is there anything stopping you? Um, yeah, it's just as scary to, uh, you know, to believe in Jesus. I'd have to really change my life. Okay. That is true, actually. So that's actually good. I must have done a good job sharing the gospel here because he realized he needed to change. <laughs> that's, uh, that's great. You know, you're right. Yeah, you can't, you can't continue to live how you are. So then, actually, what Kyle has given me is not what we're going to go into today. We would call that what he's kind of saying is more of a yellow light response. Is like, hey, what do I do with somebody that's kind of interested? I would probably say something like, hey, well, would you ever want to sit down and read another story about Jesus just from the Bible? We'll read it together and, and see if that kind of answers some of your questions. Yeah, I'm actually interested in that. Okay. So that would be the that would be the goal there. Now, if somebody says, Where do you want to be? and they say, I wanna be following, I wanna actually I wanna be here and I wanna do that now, like wow, I really I've never heard this before, or I have, but I realize now I need to repent and I wanna follow Jesus. What would be a good step there? And I like I wanna encourage us to take people to Romans ten, nine and ten. Does anybody, you guys can pull out a Bible and look at that. Oh, that's not my phone where I, I queued up the verse, but now I just pulled out the recording phone. So this would be if somebody's like, yeah, I actually want to follow Jesus. I would say, hey, well, that's awesome. Let's look at this verse in the Bible. What does it say? So does somebody want to read that for us? Romans 10, 9 and 10, or some of you might have it memorized. Go for it. Because if you confess... With your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Awesome. So let's say you were interested in that, Kyle. Based on what you just read, like what would you say? What What do you need to do to, to be able to um, leave being stuck in your own ways and follow Jesus? I'll have to say that and believe that, you know, Jesus is my Lord and was raised from the dead. Right. So is that something you want to do? Yeah. Right. So that's basically we're taking scripture and we're leading them into that. Now, if you want, you can pray with them. But even in a prayer, just say, hey, we can pray together. But the prayer didn't actually isn't what saves you. It's just the fact that you believe this, that it says, right? So I just kind of wanted to review that as well as get us to the point of like, okay, now let's say we have a brand new believer 
or maybe somebody that's been a nominal Christian for a while and now they want to take their faith seriously, what do we do to disciple them, right? That's what Kyle asked me to kind of come and cover. So this will be a little interactive right now. I bet you guys can come up with some good things. Let me think. If we were right now in this class, just going to brainstorm, what would be key things? Some A brand new believer, what do they need to know to follow Jesus? So go ahead and shoot your hand up or just shout it out. What are some things they need to know to be able to follow Jesus well? It's not rocket science here. Well, really, they need a copy of the Bible. Yep, they need to know, and they need to know how to read it, right? Yep. Like, okay, good. What else? What I generally do is kind of along the same lines with the 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 um, beads is walk them through creation and and all of those different um, steps within yeah. there because that really hits the major points of of you know why we believe what we believe and, and yeah. why, where our faith is grounded yeah so there's like i'm hearing both kind of what steve said an actual copy of the bible you're kind of even seeing like a biblical narrative, helping them understand yeah. that. That's really important, especially in our culture. A lot of people have heard of the Bible. They've heard some stories of Jesus, but to ground it in somewhere. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. What else? What are key things to be able to disciple somebody? That's all they need, or we need to teach them anything else? Background. Sometimes it's with, when you find out you're talking to them, you find out a little bit more about them and what's going on. Yep. Yeah, so it may be specific to them, but I bet there's a few things that we can think of that every any believer would need, any new believer would need to know to follow Jesus. Teach them to pray. Pray, thank you. That's a good one. What else? A good Bible-believing church. I was just going to say, where'd you guys show up this morning? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Any aspects of church that probably could get taught on and not just like assumed with a new believer? Okay, yep, that would fit into that. Just more Bible. That's good. Testimonies or, or uh, sharing with them. How they, well, I'll just use the word evangelism because that's there. How they should share their faith, right? Yeah. Or this is, uh, this is what I was. Okay. <coughs> good, good, good. Yeah. Um, what else? Like baptism? There you go. Well, I was going to ask, anything else happen in the, the service that just got over? I know some of you came from that and some of you are going to. What are some other things that happen in there that a new believer might need to know what they are and why it happened? I would think maybe some kind of um, just kind of walking through their life and, and finding out where the, what the big points of sin are and helping to understand how they can deal with those that sort yeah. of encompasses a bunch of those things there but yeah yeah i would call that like ongoing repentance right because there's an initial man i'm i'm done trying to live for myself but then there's a walking out of jesus has got a lot of work to do in my life still right so that's great and that would be what's cool about what you just said is you can actually if you lead someone to the lord you're going to actually be able to take care of that better than if you just brought them to church and said hey well sit there and see what you pick up right you can walk with them and figure out what some of those issues are and i know right behind me on this wall there's a bunch of good resources too you can um, dig into all right anything else or do you think we covered it a brand new believer they don't need to know anything else I would say music. There's a worship volume. Worship. There you go. Yep. Hey, why do we sing songs in this place? Maybe that'd be good to cover. I would say 
what is the cost of discipleship? I mean, so many times, yeah. even when we're evangelizing and we talk about the peace and the joy and yeah. love and all of that, but there's a oh, cost. Oh, that's good. I, I like counting the cost. That's a good way to say that. I was going to write discipleship, but that seemed redundant. So um, that's good. Yeah. I think along with baptism is communion. There you go. I was wondering. Yeah. What is it? What are we doing right now? Uh, another one probably happened. I can't remember how Newcastle does this. I would, if I can say giving, would you guys agree? Like, um, not that like the first time you meet, you're like, hey, 10%, let's put this in the pot. But like just helping them to understand why we even give as Christians and what the Bible says about that, right? But that also is one that you could walk in and sit down in a service and be like, what is just happening? This is not what I signed up for. <laughs> like you don't, if you haven't been taught, discipled what those are. Okay, I don't know. That's a pretty decent list. Anything else you guys would put in there? Well, maybe getting like if, if you belong to a small group, inviting them to that because then that's going to cover everything we talked about there mm -hmm. much. Uh, I think it's going to hit on those and I would, I would call that fellowship, right? Like this, that community of believers where you get to, to be in each other's lives. Yeah. You're going to teach them about that they're forgiven, but they need to forgive others sometimes. Too. Okay. Yeah, I would put that under that ongoing repentance is passing on forgiveness. Good. Explain to them the uh, the awareness of the world around you, the worldly people. Or, like as a be careful, kind of you don't get drug drugged down type yeah. of thing. Is that what I'm hearing you say, or just making sure I hear you right? Well, just recently, I was in a big city, and it just seems like there's so much chaos. And yeah, music and every cuss word you can imagine. Right, right, right. And, and being around those kind of people. Yeah. Tell them to beware of that. Yeah, that'd probably be like an influence thing maybe there. That's good. So what's interesting is I've done this kind of, this exercise a couple times and um, I'm sure we could go to a seminary and ask some like, really, really learned scholars to come up with a list like this, and it actually wouldn't be too different than what we came up with. Like, it's kind of, a lot of it's intuitive, right? Some of these basic things of what it means to follow Jesus. So I just wanted to do that as, uh, we're going to come back to this in a second, but I just uh, like to do that from the beginning. And remember, um, when when we're sharing the gospel with somebody, maybe they're a yellow light, like I, like Kyle kind of said, they're, if they're interested, they have some questions, whose job is it to try to take that next step with them? It's our job, right? Um, now, there could be times where we pass that off, especially if somehow there's you as a man who ended up talking to a woman and you want to involve your wife or another lady from the church. Obviously, of course, that would happen. But generally speaking, God puts us, we're like uniquely put in a situation to be the best missionary for somebody. And then the same would be for a green light. If somebody decides to follow Jesus, what we would call a green light, of course, we want to involve them in church. Yes, we would want them to meet your pastor, but does God want us to just bring that new baby Christian and just hand them off? Or does he want us to continue to care for them? He wants us to take that burden of how can we continue to disciple them? Because that's actually that command of go and make disciples. Well, it starts with evangelism, but it doesn't end. We need to, to make disciples. So what I want to quickly do today, it'll be a, sorry, I'm trying to keep an eye on time. Oh, we're good. Is a simple um, format just to uh, have that like discipleship time with somebody, right? So um, I just divide time with people when I'm discipling them into three-thirds. 
And I'm gonna give you a handout at the end with this, but I think it's helpful to see this is simple enough for me to scribble on a whiteboard, right? And you could, you could take notes and grab it too. So we're going to just, whenever we're meeting with somebody to help them follow Jesus, we're just going to take that time and divide it into a few sections. The first one is where we just kind of check in about how their week was, maybe how their day was, if you meet them the next day. Um, but just trying to care for them, find out how they are. Um, we also want to share... Um, just kind of a vision for what their life could be and what it means to follow Jesus. And I'll explain all these in a second. And then in the middle, we want to actually learn um, from God's word, right? We want to see a key piece of following Jesus from God's word and apply that to our life. And we'll do that in a few specific ways. And at the end, we want to set some goals. We maybe want to put something into practice if we need to. What's a practical way to do what we learned about? And of course, we'd want to pray for each other at any point, but we definitely want to kind of have that prayer. Um, and then one piece that I'd waited to write is, if we set some goals, what do you think we should do when we come back and meet? If we were like, hey, you said today that um, you really felt a burden for your mom. Now that you know the gospel, you really feel a burden for your mom. And you said you wanted to try to talk to her about Jesus. If that's what somebody you discipled said, what should you do when you come back together? Yeah, see how it went. So we can call that loving accountability. It's not a Bible bashing accountability, but it's like, hey, you said you wanted to share. I was just excited to hear that. How did that go? Oh, it didn't go very well. Well, cool. I'm going to pray even more for you, right? We're not, um, we're, we're just excited that they tried or if they didn't try, say, hey, what would help you try, try to take that step? So these are just some simple uh, steps along the way. And what I've found with a lot of tools that I teach and use is there are a lot of times better caught than taught. So I could teach about all these, but we're going to actually try to do this. Normally it'd be a little longer than the 45 minutes, 40 minutes we have, but we're just going to run through it and it'll, it'll be good. So um, what I'd love for you to do in this care question is turn to somebody next to you. Maybe you can get a group of three. Think back over your last week. And what was a high from your life? What was something that went really well? And what was a low? So you're going to have to be pretty brief here. Um, those of you who know you talk too much, you know who you are. I don't know you very well, so I won't even have to point any fingers. But try to, if you know that's you, try to keep it brief and let other people share. But just like a minute a person, hey, this is really good this week. Um, and this was not so good this week. And just share that um, in a group of two or three. So I'll jump into one of those groups too. I'll set a timer and then we'll, we'll jump back in in like three minutes when that's done. So go ahead and do that. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. So I'll kick it off. Um, so I would be. Um, uh, last week I got to see my sister. She lives in Ohio, and I got to see her dad. And I haven't seen them in about six or seven years. So it was good to see them and catch up with them. Um, in that time, uh, I got to share with them that I was in the development so 
Whatever, but I'll cover that. But All right, there's our timer. Sorry if I got to cut somebody off. <laughs> so you can you can keep that going, right? Normally you wouldn't set a timer on somebody. Um, uh, why would we start with something like that? Why don't we just sit down and open up the Bible and say, start listening? Why do you guys think? There's some fellowship built in. You, you build that relationship yeah. with that person. Kyle asked me, what was your question? Is this supposed to be like just anything physical or spiritual or right, right, right. anything? Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's one other way to think about it is too is like what's already on their mind? Let's say they come in and you're maybe you're at a coffee shop, you're meeting at your house, their house, and, if, and they got like rear-ended yesterday. But you don't have a, if you don't take even a pause to ask how they're doing, you're never going to hear that. Guess what they're going to hear when you open up the Bible? They're probably not going to hear anything. They're just going to be like, man, I got rear-ended. Let's take a second to just care for them. And that would be a moment, even though I put prayer at the end, I always go, oh, that's a big thing. Let's pray for that right now. Is that okay, right? You just kind of listen to the Lord, and there you can hear kind of in their voice what you might do. So we put some of that in there just because that's the reality. We all come with our own things. It might be a spiritual thing. A lot of times it's not. It's just like, hey, this really stunk. I didn't sleep good last night. Cool. And thanks for letting me know that. I'm, And I also want to share that. So if you're meeting with somebody one-on-one, -on -one, it doesn't need to be as official as I kind of made it with us. It's just like, hey, how was your week? Was anything good? Anything bad? And then whether they ask you back or not, definitely be ready to share. Yeah, this was something good in my life. This was a challenge that I'm working through. Um, you can also, in a group of three to five or whatever, kind of facilitate it a little bit more like I did there. But again, just giving a chance for people to share how they are, to build in a little fellowship time. Um, 
and go from there. Now, the first time you meet with somebody, you probably wouldn't necessarily maybe have anything to check on, any goals that they set. But I did want to ask, as Kyle taught you guys to, to share this, did anybody have even an attempt or um, the start of a spiritual conversation this week, and how did it go? Does anybody have any, anything they want to share there? From last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. I did a little bit with a, a guy that uh, I know. Awesome. And uh, that, and, you know, he says he's a Christian. I'm not exactly positive of that. But what I was going with is I found out that he has a huge amount of anger mm. towards his father who passed away. His father had a new girlfriend and he left her a business that his father and him had started mm-hmm. and yeah he's got a lot of anger the there money and the house and everything yeah and it and he really had an anger and i i talked to him about i said you got to forgive him <coughs> not for him but for you yep yeah you go with that bitterness it will that's great eating at you and it had been yeah yeah, that's a great example of just how we get to step in. Like, it may not be a full specific time to share the gospel, but I'm sure you'll see him again. And you got to lean into a, like a, a meaningful conversation and even start to talk about spiritual things when you talk about forgiveness. So that's awesome. So that's a, just a I, uh, piece we do. I took my car to uh, yeah. get an oil change on Thursday morning. And uh, there's a young lady at the front desk there and uh, that I've had conversation with time and time again. And uh, for some reason, I had uh, a uh, card in my pocket that Spread Truth uses for uh, Man on the Middle Cross. And I had had a friend pick me up and have breakfast. And when I got back, I was talking to her again. And I said, boy, you know, you and I talked a lot. You know where I come from as a believer. And I said, here's something. I really wish you'd take the time to just go on YouTube and and look at Mm -hmm. this. Yeah, cool. You know, uh, not just, that's all I was able to do. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those moments, that's awesome. Great job. So I would just encourage all of us to that. And again, in a in a smaller setting, you maybe have set some goals that you can say, hey, how did it go? You said you wanted to read your Bible this week. Were, were you able to? Um, but whatever that looks like, just loving, loving um, somebody there. Now, this last vision, or the next vision piece is what I want to really model well for you guys. So if I was sitting down with Kyle, right, and he was a brand new believer, I would say, hey, I kind of want a roadmap for what we're doing, right? Like you said you wanted to follow Jesus. That's awesome. You're actually now like in the kingdom of God. You can follow him. But what does it mean? Like what are those things that we should do? Well, there's a simple passage that I like to um, look at in Acts that really can show us like what are those things we need to do as a as a believer not only a new like somebody that just decided to follow jesus but i also need to grow in these so go ahead and turn to that and there's a we're going to draw a little picture here and and put some images in um but uh what we're doing here is kind of setting up why what are we even looking at right why did we meet oh yeah we want to we want to learn how to better follow jesus is there a pattern we could see some examples from the bible that would maybe give us a guide for what we should learn what we should do to to follow jesus well so this is um i would even tell kyle this as we're sitting down this is actually the first when the first church gathered 
and you'll read here that there was a 3,000 new believers, they come together and they do some really specific things. So as you're reading this, let's listen for what those are. But does somebody actually want to read that out loud, Acts 2, 41 to 47? And we can all kind of listen for what are those things that this church does? Go ahead, Justin. All right. So those who received his word were baptized, and three were added that day about 3,000 souls. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of the bread and to the prayers, and all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together, and all things in commission. And they were selling their possessions and belongings, and distributing the proceeds to all as well, as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Great. Okay, so I would be asking this just of like one or two people if we were doing discipleship, but we'll ask it of the room. What what did you guys see in there? What are what are some things that that first church did? Again, don't don't look too deep. It's right, most of them are just right in there. Baptized. Yeah, they, they baptized. Bam. Teachings and fellowship. Okay, we got fellowship. The breaking of bread communion. Yeah, breaking of bread. And that's interesting. If you study that one deeper, it's kind of both eating meals together and communion, as I did a, a dive there. So I'm going to write communion, but it is also kind of extended fellowship. And somebody said apostles' teaching, right? Which what? What were they doing? They were actually listening to the apostles that were with Jesus. We have those in uh, the Word, right? So we can, I'm just going to write Word there. We have that written down. What else is in there? Prayer. Yeah, they were devoted to prayer. And so neat, they were filled with awe. Yeah. At the many wonders and signs. By the apostles. So what I, that's maybe the hardest one that I think is worth pointing out is these. Um, that's an alarm I have to pray. I'll do that in a second. That uh, the the apostles were the leaders of this church, right? Um, and they were the ones doing those signs. But it's the folk. I see there that they were the leaders. So let me quick pray. That's a reminder I have. So God, thanks for uh, the chance to look at your word. Um, this, it's 10.02, which is just a reminder of Luke 10.2, where you ask us to pray for workers to go into harvest. So I just pray that, God, that there will be more people um, that are just desiring and, and bold, uh, boldly going to, to share their faith wherever you send them. So we just ask that for over central Illinois and even over just all the parts of the world that need that witness. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, there's a few more. Anything else in that passage that you guys, that are that kind of stands out to you that this first church did? They were, attended the temple together. Yeah. And then not only the temple, but what else? They sold property. Oh, hold on, we'll get there. That's a good one too. Where they met. Right in their homes. Yeah, they met daily. And it looks like, they doesn't it say day by day? They met in their homes and then they attended. So... I wrote, I just kind of filled that circle in and it's like there was a commitment to actually like gather and meet, right? All right, gather on this line. Uh, they were like really committed to doing that. So that's a that's another one. And then uh, Vicky just said giving, right? Yeah. They 
were giving, it might sound like communism if you don't read it closely, but they were choosing to give. <laughs> they were, saw a need and they chose to give. They weren't forced to give in any way, right? So they, we see that they did that. Sorry. Well, they sold their possessions and property. That was excellent. That was pretty sacrificial giving, right? Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to think through these in my head. There we go. Yep. They were praising God. And then the last one is actually in verse 47. It's This is maybe one that's a little bit inferred, but what do you guys see there? Yeah, so this is like a multiplication tree. The word spread, so that's kind of that making disciples evangelism, right? They... They, it didn't stay there. So it says God brought everyone to himself, but we see throughout history, throughout Scripture, God uses people sharing that message. So that's why we kind of put that. That was something the church was doing, I would believe. Okay, so the reason I like to I cover that up, how did we do with our brainstorm versus this example from Scripture? I think we got most of them. And there's some that maybe weren't directly, like counting the cost wasn't directly, in there, although we see later in Acts, it becomes pretty <laughs> pretty clear that that's one. Um, so this is just a simple tool. I mean, maybe it's silly. We're like, what are those pictures? I'm not a very good artist, which is fine. You guys can come and prove this later. But I love it because uh, in this simple passage in Acts, we actually see a pretty simple guide for what you guys also came up with is like keys to disciple somebody, right? So. If I was, again, meeting with Kyle, I'd be like, so this is what, when we meet, um, maybe it's once a week, maybe it's, uh, we can meet every few days, depending on like the setting over lunch break, if you were a coworker, like, I just want to teach you and look at, um, in the Bible, like what it says about each of these and how to follow Jesus in them. So does that make sense, everybody? That's what we're doing with that. Um, and a story from my life is one time, um, met somebody, he had actually come to faith on his own, but was just totally a loner. And then we ended up getting connected and doing, we did a couple like little Bible studies. And then it was like, Hey, can you meet me at church on Sunday? I don't have time in my schedule to come to your house, but he came and I was like, what? I had this picture in mind. And I was like, what would be a good thing to start? And I actually was thinking like prayer would be a good one. Like probably, and I, for a lot of people, that's a great, Hey, how do you talk to God? Right. But he it was interesting. And I've heard of this before with other, I've heard of this other times is he like came and was basically like he wanted to know about getting baptized and that's somewhat probably our culture right like oh that's what you're supposed to do so instead of going with this passage which we'll give you a packet that has a passage for each of them i was like oh let's jump to there if that's what you're asking about right that's what we want to know so that's kind of a fun way um that is still fit in that that guideline if he had done something totally off the wall i probably would have redirected it but i was like hey if you're if you're feeling like feeling led to get baptized let's study that now and talk about that um, what I want to do for us, though, today is actually do this middle portion now, and I want to specifically do it about prayer. So there's a lot of passages about prayer, and you could pick any number of them, and I think it would be good. But I want to have us today look together at Matthew 6. Make sure I am not lying there. Yep, Matthew 6, 5 to 15. So we're going to... Um, just look at this together, just like I would, like I said, if I was sitting with Kyle. Sorry, let me find it. Okay, so we've had two different volunteers pray or read. Does somebody else want to read this? Matthew 6, 5 to 15. Yeah, go ahead. Thank you. You must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, 
that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. When you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Awesome. Thanks so much. So, um, I think most of us in this room, oops, six, could probably, maybe even without this passage, I don't know, um, maybe give a, put together a good lesson on prayer, right? We could, we could give some pointers to a new believer. But what we want to do, and, and what I really believe is, it's important to have a believer see that this is from God's Word. It might be the same thing you say, but we want them to see it in the Word. Not that it was Kyle's idea, but that, or my idea, that it was the, the Bible actually really clearly talked about what it means to pray. So what we do is we actually read it, like we just did, and then, um, especially for a brand new reliever, we probably will read it again. We want them to, to, to see that. And then we're going to ask a few simple questions, right? Some discovery questions. So before we read it again, I'll just tell you the questions we're going to ask. We're going to say, hey, what, what is this passage as you look at it? What does it teach us about God? Is there anything we can see about God in there? And as we read it, does it teach us about people, like uh, men and women, mankind? What does it teach us about humanity? And then another one, is there, is there any commands to obey or any examples to follow? So these are just simple questions that, um, that help us observe the text, right? So in a standard Bible study, you want to do um, observation before you do get into application or even interpretation. We want to be able to just see what it says. So that's what we're going to do um, when we do this. So I actually do want somebody to read it again, but then as you read it, as we're all listening, think about those questions. What do we see about God in this passage? What do we see about people? And is there any commands to obey or examples to follow? So uh, another volunteer want to read that? We're working our way back. Okay, there you go. Thanks, Karen. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. 
Great, thanks. Okay, well, let's do this together. It goes a lot quicker if it's only like two or three people, but in a bigger group, we could probably spend the next hour on these three questions alone in here. But does anybody see anything in that passage that stands out to them about God? Um, and if you if you do, it can be helpful too to even say the verse number just so we kind of all can see where that's at. Well, the first thing I'd say is that the focus needs to be on God, not on other people when we pray. Because we're not praying for the benefit of what other people see in us. We're mm-hmm. praying because we're communicating with God and it's um, yep. just for that purpose. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's kind of in like that four, five, and six, or five and six there. Great. What else? Anything else about God? Yeah, I saw that in verse 8, right? He already knows what we need before we ask him. What else? He will forgive us if we forgive others. And so in that, he actually has that power to forgive. I just erased the three circles, but that's that's in there. Jesus has, or God has the power to forgive. I think that uh, part of that verse, Peter, our Father in heaven, uh, just Mm. speaks to me that, you know, that I'm too... Uh, approach him, uh, or well, what I'm trying to say, you know, I know what you yeah. holy God, mm-hmm. you know, I'm to bring him glory, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. I think when I read those first, and this is a, this is a great, yeah, so <clears throat> you might be meeting with somebody and they're like, What does Hollywood mean? So when I said we want people to discover for their own, I don't mean like, Oh, figure it out, that's a time to say, like, Oh, I'd love to explain what that means, right? So there's this give and take of. Well, I want, I actually want to help share what I know because I've been a Christian for a while, but I also don't want you to think it's all for me. I want you to see it in the Word. So that would be even what you're getting at there, Mark, I think would be a great thing to bring up. And likewise, you want to ask, what do you see? But you can also share what you see. And if there's some key things that you're like, oh, I'm not sure they they saw that, right? That, that God's actually all-knowing. He already knows what we need. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually say that. Okay. Uh, again, for sake of time, what do you what do we see about people? Is there anything that we can like know about mankind from this uh, passage that we read? Uh, I think it, it goes to try not to be boastful too, because he talks about in here mm-hmm. not praying for the sake of other people to see you pray, yep. but pray to him and be very uh, very pointed and yep. very uh, intentional about praying to God. Not because you want others to see you mm-hmm. and see how holy you are, yep. because nothing on this earth makes us holy. Yep. Uh, it's it's all in God's name, yep. not in our own. That's good. We are not self sufficient. I mean, we often we are. Mm-hmm. We have needs. We need our daily bread. He's our provider. Yeah. Verse seven, we think like generally speaking, as humans, we think we can do stuff to kind of like get at God. Right. Meaningless repetition. Like if I pray enough words, I say enough things that I'm going to get heard. That's kind of our that's our where we start at as humans. And I, I you can even share. I personally do that. or um, But we see that just about mankind, I think, in there. Well, you know, I think when you read that, your will be done. You know, that's the same. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, my selfish heart, I don't want, I want my will. Yep. Yeah. But here he's pointing us to the fact, you know, 
Yeah. Saying, you know, your will be done. Yeah. Yeah. So let's jump to here. This is this this passage actually not all of these questions. You can have a passage where there's like, oh, there's literally nothing about God in this one. So that's fine to acknowledge. This is a tougher one because it's like, what should we obey? Well, we should pray, right? But let me get specific with it. In that Lord's Prayer, and we've kind of started to hint at it, verses nine to thirteen, what are some of the things we should pray? So we should actually pray like God is, like basically praise God is kind of what I already heard in that, what Mark said a couple times ago, right? That farther in heaven. What other things in there should we, are examples that are for us to follow when it comes to prayer? Well, we pray for his will, not our own. Yep, pray for his will. Good. Pray for our forgiveness. Yep. And then pray that we can forgive others in the way that we are being forgiven. Yep. Yeah, good. Um, two other simple ones in that prayer that we can we can like see an example of Jesus gives us to pray. Pray for yourself in temptation. Yep. That's it. Yeah, verse eleven. Give us our daily bread, right? Yeah. So whatever their needs. Okay. So again, that can go as long or short as you would want it to, as you're um, uh, reading. Uh, you're reading this with somebody, helping them discover it. You can again feel free to bring what you would want as far as teaching-wise, um, but um, I think we all know it's true for anything. If we discover it and learn it on our own, it sticks with us a lot more than if we were just told it. So that's this kind of this dance of, yes, bring truth, but also help them find that truth for themselves. I wanted to give, normally I take longer on this. I keep on losing my work. I'm going to steal this, don't you? <laughs> I realize I kind of put these in opposite order of what I like to do. So what is a simple way to put this into practice? Um, there might be some, and this, you won't always have this, but I, since we're all here and we're covering this, I just love this as a simple way to remember the Lord's Prayer. So it's called the Handy Guide to Prayer. So I'll just teach us that really quick. Um, it's, uh, what are the, because we just named, what are the parts of prayer that Jesus wanted us to learn here? Well, he says, our Father in heaven, how be your name. So sorry, these might be a little cheesy, but right, we're supposed to praise God, right? That's what the thumbs up is. And praising God is more than just giving him a thumbs up, but that helps us remember it. Um, so that's the first part. We should be praising God as we, as we pray. Then your kingdom come, your will be done. People already, you guys already caught that one, right? We should surrender to God. So we're pointing up to God. We want to surrender. We want his kingdom to come here, but also in our lives. So there's praising God and surrender. And then give us today our daily bread. The word ask has three letters in it, A-S-K, so that might be cheesy, but that's how we remember that third part. We can ask for those things that we need. And then forgive us our sins as we also forgive those who sin against us, so that's pretty easy, for forgiveness. And then protect us from temptation. That's your whole hand, and you're going to push away temptation, right? So that's just a simple way to remember what are the things. Jesus didn't mean that we had to say these exact words every time we prayed, but he gave us an example to pray. We can praise God. We can just pray a prayer of surrender to him, ask for his kingdom to come. We can ask for things that we need. We should definitely include forgiveness, both us seeking forgiveness and us forgiving others, and also that we would ask God to protect us from temptation, right? So just a simple guide, a simple way to practice um, that prayer stuff that we learned. So, um, yeah, we got time. Take one minute with uh, your buddy and go over those five, um, what I just did with, with your uh, buddy next to you. What are the five kind of parts of prayer you can use that handy guide to remember? So go ahead and do that. Thank you. 
to get out we're awesome we need we need like 20 seconds now you gotta live it out oh man whoops wait a second it's just head knowledge that's all you gotta do Okay. All right. So, again, this was kind of, this is just a quick flyover of how you would disciple somebody and start to teach them about prayer. But then we want to, like we already talked about, land the plane with the gospel. We want to give them something to actually do with it. So it would be putting it on them. Hey, now that we we read this passage about prayer, um, we looked at these things, I taught you kind of some of those parts of prayer. For you this week, how do you want to follow um, follow Jesus in prayer? What, what do you want to do? And the question, you should you should actually share an answer for yourself in that too, right? And what, what are you going to do? But give them a chance to think that through, what that might be. Um, if they're really stuck, a great way to go with this prayer one is to go, hey, you remember those five parts that we just covered? Which of those five parts do you think you could focus on this week? Like, is there one of those parts that you could actually take some time to, to lean into and do? Maybe it's you need to praise more. Maybe you need to just, you're, you uh, need to forgiveness. We, already, we talked about that, right? You need to seek God and um, forgive others. So what is the way you want to follow Jesus? And then one thing we always want to try to challenge even a brand new believer to do, because we see this in the woman at the well, is Jesus sent her back and she shared about him. So follow and fish, pretty easy to remember. Um, and you might not say, how do you want to fish for people? That might be weird, but that keeps it in your mind of like, hey, is there anybody you want to share what you learned this week with? Do you want to share about Jesus with? Again, using that example, you talked about your mom from last week. Like when would be a good time for you to share with her? So just kind of keeping those two pieces of, of um, really the Great Commission. We follow Jesus and we want to fish and uh, help others follow him. So I want to actually give us all the time to consider that. we got just a couple minutes left. Um, for you this week, is there any way that um, but God wants, any specific way that God wants you to follow him more closely in prayer? Could be one of those five areas that we talked about, or maybe it's just something else that came to mind as we were reading the word or, or talking about it. And then in that, that fish idea, who has God put in your life that you could try to start a spiritual conversation with? Maybe it's ha share the three circles. Maybe you already did and you need to come back like we talked about and try to land the plane. But what would that be? This is between you and the Lord. What would that be? So go ahead and take just a, um, let's just take 30 seconds each to kind of think about that um, just silently and then we'll, we'll go from there.
Okay, so if you had any for there, and again, this is totally optional, but I encourage you to do it, um, with a partner like we've had, just share if you had, um, if you felt prompted to, to kind of set a goal in either of those areas. So share with your, share with your partner what that might be, um, just as a way, just even sharing it and getting it out kind of can help um, that accountability piece. So go, let's go ahead and just take a minute to sh kind of share in our small groups any goals that we felt God wanted us to set. And then after that, I'll kind of close us in prayer. But go ahead and do that um, with a partner. So I keep praying that I will see opening to have better conversations about how it's I invited them to the so like in thinking of like the five things like the forgiveness part all right sorry to interrupt you again oh, oh go ahead i'll talk really quick peter i got a question yes everything you've talked about here right on but it's only half the picture Okay. Okay. This assumes that the person we're talking to, we're going to be their local, their, their. We are familiar with them. Yeah. All yeah, that. yeah. But I'm thinking about that Ethiopian eunuch who's driving mm. along, and Philip met him, and he met him once. Yeah, that's an interesting and Mark, story. You know, Mark's talking to us about, hey, you ought to go to New York. Yeah, we're yeah, gonna yeah. meet him once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, I'm going to get there. That's a great question. Well, I was difficult to baptize them on the streets of New York. I don't know. But Paul Paul found water in a desert, or Philip found water in a desert. So, yeah. um, <laughs> so 
Kyle, if you want to hand these out, I, what I want to say, and I'll get to that, this is just like a man-made, if you will, short-term discipleship packet, right? Which I think it's pretty grounded in scripture, but it is just some friends of mine put it together and I use it. So take that for what it's worth. I think the the key is, as Kyle was saying, if we, if we share the gospel with somebody and we have the opportunity to disciple them, we need to know what to go. Like, where do we go? Like, how do we actually do this, right? So that is just my heart for sharing this. Again, take it or leave it. What helps you, but I know for me, I need a playbook. Um, to that question, man, that's a great question. I want to, I heard this just in a sermon on the Ethiopian uh, eunuch that I think was really good. You're like, how could, how could God, like God really let him just do that? He, he baptized him and then he just sent him away. But this guy in the sermon highlighted some really cool things about this Ethiopian. What do we know about the Ethiopian? Well, he was already seeking God, right? This wasn't just a casual random. Like, he was seeking God. He saw God to the point that he went to Jerusalem. He saw God to the point that he had a copy of the Old Testament scriptures and was reading them. And what else do we know? As soon as Philip explained the gospel to him, part of that gospel explanation must have been baptism. If you read that passage, it never says Philip explained baptism. It's just Philip shared the gospel with him. And then they're like, hey, there's some water. Can I get baptized? So we know that this Ethiopian obeyed right away, right? When he heard from God, he obeyed. So in the sermon I heard, it was like, well, what better person, like, what more do you want in a new disciple? They're seeking God, they want to read his word, and they obey what they learn, right? That's kind of a key there. So maybe that's just how God had set up. Of course, we know in that instance, God had set up Philip for that specific interaction. Um, practically speaking, when you have, if you're having a gospel conversation with somebody that you can't follow up with, I would assume, I don't know, I'm assuming like in New York, there's some channels to connect people if, if you reach, but the goal is like when... Um, I'm trying to think how I would do it in that moment, is I actually start to think through, hey, where is this person at and what do they need? Um, and the biggest one I'm looking for is actually that that church piece, especially if it's not something I can help, because I know a church could actually then go through and teach a lot of these other things, right? So that might involve actually needing to know some specifics of like what a local church is, where the local churches are, the good local churches. Um, but that's kind of normally how I go if I'm not going to be able to be the one to. Um, so that's a great question. I want that's, to. Peter, that's what we. Do. That's what Spread Truth does in New York. Yep. Yep. Times Square Church. Connect them. Yep. Brooklyn Tabernacle already has them set up. Yep. Exactly. Cycle, baptize. So they. Yep. That's great. That channel. Yep. Yeah. So. I just want to honor time. Definitely would love to answer any more questions as we finish. I put my number up here for two reasons. If you want to kind of get another model of this and see it again, reach out. Would love to do that. And the other piece, though, is what I haven't been here for is you guys have been training on how to share your faith. Like, there was a ton of my life where I didn't know how. And then there was a piece of my life where I knew how, but I was just like, oh, I... I just need a little help. And I had somebody take me out. Not that the best place necessarily to see a ton of responses is just a random stranger, but that's actually the best place to maybe show somebody what it's like. So I remember a pastor actually over in Normal took me out on ISU and showed me what that looked like. So I enjoy doing that with others, and I think it's a helpful piece as we grow as, as gospel sharers. So if you want that, um, you can reach out to me as well. Shoot me a text or call me. would love to do that. But let me pray for us. And then again, I can stick around and answer any more questions, but we'll let you go. God, thanks for the chance to be here and um, just 
be reminded from several things from your word. I just pray as we, uh, if we had any specific things stick out to us about our prayer life, would you uh, have that walk with us through this week that we would remember it? And as you've given us people to walk with, um, whether they're far from God currently or they're spiritually seeking or maybe they're a new believer, help us to be faithful with whatever step of that journey you've put us on. Um, And we just ask that we can do that um, to bring you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, thanks everybody. Thanks, Peter. You guys are great. Thanks a lot. So, this thing that I kind of strongly about this, 